From Homedale to Salmon River, District 3 has several teams that don't always get their due. Stepping outside the shadows of the SIC, this is the Treasure Valley PrepCast with Logan Green. Hello and welcome into another edition of the Treasure Valley PrepCast here on IdahoSports.com. Brandon Bainey along with the aforementioned Logan Green. Logan, how are you? Good, good. Excited to uh, get down and dirty in the first episode here. Yes, absolutely. So yeah, uh, we we kind of met you a little bit in our uh, debut uh, journey, but now we're going to start diving into what this podcast is all about, and that's covering those those athletic programs and those schools uh, in the Treasure Valley that are at the 3A, 2A, and 1A level, those schools that don't always get their credit. And I love this, Logan. You know, it could be it would be really easy to uh, have our first episode where we're really talking about high school athletics be about football. Right. But but we're going to go with soccer because actually soccer in a lot of schools will start before football. Yeah. And that's kind of why I wanted to do it. I wanted to get some soccer out there and some volleyball because those kids, they're going to start really quickly. Soccer practice has already started going on. I mean, football practice is going on, too. But uh, soccer is going to be kicking off here very shortly as well as volleyball. So uh, we want to get those previews out. We want to get you uh, acclimated to the teams here in the Treasure Valley and the, at the 1, 2, and 3A levels. And, and soccer is obviously a little different. All we have is 3A. And so really there's only a couple of teams here in the Treasure Valley uh, that, we, that we have to talk about both on the boys' and girls' side. A couple of dynamite teams, Weezer. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about them a little bit later but, later, but they are always in the picture. And then we have brand new team in Ambrose coming up and playing this season. I think it's always exciting when high schools can offer kids more athletic opportunities. So it's really exciting to see Ambrose add uh, boys and girls soccer to their athletic program. So yeah, you mentioned it, Weezer soccer. Let's bring on, she's going to be entering her 22nd season as a soccer coach at Weezer High, Kathy Bokidis. Hello, Kathy. How are you? Hello. It's great to have you with us. Thanks for taking some time to talk about uh, your program in the upcoming season. Well, thank you. Thanks for inviting me. Of course. And, and Kathy, I just want to ask, um, I think the one problem with, with your soccer program is that you're probably running out of trophy room. Is that true? <laughs> is there any more space there at the high school in Weezer for any banners or trophies or anything like that there? Oh, yeah. We have lots of room. Okay, lots good. Room. <laughs> it just seems like every year, you know, Weezer is that team that is always in the conversation, right? Last year, you were in the state championship game. The year before that, you were in the state championship game. Uh, then, then you had an absent from the playoffs the year before that. And then finally, right. uh, you were the state champs the year before that. So really, Weezer is always in the conversation. Uh, and like Brandon said, over 20 years of coaching experience there. Uh, so kudos to you in building this amazing program over in Weezer. Well, thank you. Um, uh, and, it's been uh, a lot of fun. And I got the chance to to watch one of your games this season or last season, excuse me, the playoff game. You guys uh, were in the the that play in game over in Twin Falls, and the wind was unbelievable. It was yes. blowing one way into the cornfields there in Twin Falls, and not the other way. And I, you know, if you look back on the game, I was watching the replay of the game on IdahoSports.com last week. Uh, your goal came off of a set piece from midfield. Yes. Uh, a, a free kick from midfield that went right inside the box and was headed in. Uh, I And I would say, you know, the wind probably had something to do with that. But uh, you saw in that game, Buell had tons of speed, and you guys just shut that down. That game, 
that was that was a really fun game. It was a really cold game. Um, it brought back a lot of memories there in Twin Falls because uh, the times when we have played over there, it was very very same field that we played on in the past in some state games. So it brought back a lot of memories. And uh, when we first got there, that's what we did. We took a little memory walk and you know told about our experiences there. And the kids were pretty pumped up. So um, it was a very fun game, but it was cold. And then you guys didn't get any warmer playoff weather <laughs> after that, right? So you guys traveled up north for the yes. state tournament up in Coeur d'Alene. And tell us about that experience up there. You know what? The, the kids had so much fun. Um, the first day we played Sugar Salem, and that was a pretty normal game. Um, very, very competitive. We went to uh, shootouts. Um, we went through nine players and happened to go in our favor. Uh, the next day they had predicted that huge snowstorm and, and they got it. And we had so much fun during that game. I mean, it was cold, but not as cold as that next day. And we arrived at the field just a little bit early so we could see what was happening there. And to watch the ball just die. I mean, I was so glad we got there early because I, I just didn't grasp that concept that you wouldn't be able to move the ball at all. So I think in that game, all skill was erased. It was just who could bomb the ball the farthest and kick the ball in the goal. But the kids just had a wonderful time. All right. And that was a three to two victory over Gooding in that game. And like you mentioned, yes. eight to seven penalty kicks against Sugar Salem. So uh, that's a heck of a way to finish a game exciting yes. from the fans point of view. Uh, and then you ran into uh, your arch nemesis, yes. I will say, in the in the cutthroats from Sun Valley Community School, who uh, who who you guys have ran into two years in a row in the state championships. And you and actually, you know, it's it's uh, kind of the beauty of coaching so long is when uh, soccer was just sanctioned by the high school in 2000. We also met community school back then too. Um, it wasn't in a, a championship game, but we did meet them. And um, Rich, he's been coaching as long as I. In fact, I think he's coached longer than I have. So um, it's always a pleasure to meet up against him. Um, when we when we won state in 2015, we also played against community school, and we happened to win that game. So, but yeah, to meet him again in 19 and 20, um, yeah, we're we're just arch rivals there. And, and you guys have a matchup on the schedule this season. Is that correct? Yes, we do. So it's going to be kind of nice to see him a little bit early. Yeah. Right. Get the scouting report uh, so you're not meeting him for the first time there in the state. Yeah, that game, state. Right? Um, but like I say, he always has a great program and does a great job with the kids. So you know it's going to be a tough game. Yeah, again, Sun Valley Community Schools won the state championship 2018, 2019, and 2020. The last mm -hmm. team to win a state championship that was not Sun Valley was Weezer uh, back in 2017 against Bliss. So, uh, you know, it's, it's it always comes down to you guys or Sun Valley. And this year, uh, somebody's got to knock you off to be able to claim that stage. And right now it's yours to be had. But does that create a target on your back throughout the season? All the teams wanting to play up to try and knock off Weezer? Oh, you know, it's um, we know we have to stay on our toes all the time. I always tell the kids, you know, um, be confident, not comfortable. Cause once you get comfortable is when you get knocked down. Um, we've been working really hard and I see a lot of things that we need to work on, but what a great group of kids I have this year again. And, um, even if we're not down there working and I'm at home, they're still down there. Those kids meet up, they're just friends and they have a lot of fun together and they just keep working on their own too.
So if a lot of your players, have they grown up playing with each other from the time they were young in that yes. community? And it's just, you know, it's extended into high school there. Yes, it has. Yes. They, you know, start out in rec. Um, years ago when I had kids, we played a lot of club ball too. So then we would start at fourth and fifth grade. And I just had the same team for, you know, 10 years or so. And that, that was very helpful, but um, I've dropped out of the club scene now. So the kids, um, they, they play rec and some of them go to the club on their own too, but they do, they play a lot together. So tell us how this season will be um, a little bit better than last season in terms of some of your COVID restrictions. Have they, as have you noticed that things are a lot better this year in that regard and that you're uh, more open to do things that you would have liked to have done last year and in the past? Um, you know, in Weezer, we're kind of isolated here. So um, I think things have opened up a little bit. Um, we did wear masks. We wore them on the bus. Uh, something that I've kind of taken up on myself is normally the coach always takes the water jug and, you know, everybody gets water out of the water jug. And if one person got sick, we all did. So right. that's one thing I have cut out. And I'm going to continue to do that because last year, no one got sick. No one had a cold. No one had anything. So it's like, oh, the water jug. So, you know, it's harder for the kids to bring their own water, but I think it's beneficial. And so um, I just hope we have more games. We had a lot of games that got canceled last year. So hopefully we can stay on track and um, keep this competitive schedule that we have. Yeah, that's that's one thing I noticed last year, tracking volleyball and soccer scores around the state in the fall. It, you never knew if a game was going to be played even an hour before the game. Sometimes they'd get moved, canceled, or they'd get played the day before, and I didn't know about it. It was just all over the place. So it sounds like everything is leveled out, and we should have a nice uh, even scheduled season this year, which has got to be easier on you, the coaches, and on the players as well. Yeah, they got pretty restless last year, just practice, practice, practice. So but uh, it was a good year. And you guys have started practice, right? Yesterday, first day of practice on Monday? Yes, we started, yes. So have you guys, you know, football's doing two-a-days. Is that something that you've uh, implemented there in Weezer, or are you guys? Yes, uh, we do two-a-days. We start out with conditioning early in the morning and then um, go down and work on skills in the evening. So. Can you tell us a little bit about the conditioning it takes to be a, a soccer player? I know uh, – it, it, it's a lot of constant movement and motion and you have to be really well conditioned as an athlete, right? You do. And that's what, um, like today, um, today we ran Hills and that's probably one of the hardest practices we have is when we run the Hills at Memorial park. And, um, you know, most kids came all summer, but there were a couple, um, they didn't have all their paperwork in yesterday, so they couldn't come yesterday. And then, so today was their first day. And let me tell you, I would not want today to have been my first day. It, it is a, it's a great workout. They work really hard, but the kids, they really encourage each other. They push each other, they have fun. Um, but we do have some pretty tough um, conditioning that we do. And like I say, um, I think that's what's helped us in the past too. You know, the, the team that's in the best shape, um, and is, you know, is the most ready is the one that's going to finish the game. You hate to, you know, finish a game of regulation and still tied. You go into two 10 minute overtimes, you're exhausted and then go straight into penalty kicks. So, um, we just try to have them really ready for that. 
and you started off your season strong. You've got a, a game against Middleton and against Emmett. So playing up into 4A competition to kind of set the tone for the rest of the year. And like we mentioned, a non-conference game against Sun Valley. And also a new in your conference as of last year is McCall. So you've added that new team into the mix. So how has it been uh, adding them into your conference schedule? You know, we've always played McCall in the past. So um, we always play them in districts too. I don't think, I don't know how they classified that if they're not officially in our district, but like I say, we've played them all along. And McCall usually has a pretty strong program too. They were our district champs last year. So um, I expect them to come back and be very competitive again too. I guess I was thinking of all the other sports. They were 2A, moved up to 3A, but everybody plays at the 3A level. So right. But uh, yeah, just, just a great program you've got there at Weezer, and it should be another exciting season for you guys. Well, well thanks. We're looking forward to it. Like I say, I see a lot of things we need to work on still, but yeah, it's no fun if you don't have a thing to work on. So the kids are all real excited, and so are we. Who, who are some of the athletes, some of the players that are you're looking to for leadership roles this year? You know, um, right now I have um, Marcos Torello and Pablo Hernandez. They're uh, seniors and they have been a great leadership and role models. They've, um, we did a lot of things together this summer and they also took it upon themselves. We've done, um, we did some fundraisers for a couple of sick kids that we have here in town. And all I had to do was call Marcos and say, can you get some kids together to do this? And boy, just right there it was. And he's been very positive with everyone and, um, and every day after practice or something too, I always say my little speech and then Marcos always has something very positive to say too. So uh, those two are probably gonna be my big leaders. Um, junior Casey Cows will also be um, a good leader too. It sounds like they're almost extensions of the coaching staff. <laughs> well, they think they are. <laughs> so so what, is, what is your favorite uh, memory uh, we'll do, you know, just wrap this up with you. What's your favorite memory as the Weezer head coach? I know it's a, it's a long ways to look back. Oh but gosh. One moment. My favorite memory. Oh, Oh, I'll tell you what, here's, um, gosh, I wish you would have warned me on this one. So I'd have given it some thought. <laughs> There's been so many good memories. I tell you, um, we uh, usually, before COVID hit, uh, we have a cabin in the mountains and we would always take the kids as a team building and go to the, uh, go to Cuprum and spend um, a couple nights with the kids. And that's probably, I can't say two specific things, but that's just been some of the most fun, um, having the kids together up there and taking hikes together and being seeing country that they've never seen before. So that's probably some of my fondest memories of going to Cuprum with the team. Yeah, some of the best memories might not always be there on the field. I know that uh, the bus ride home for me from athletic events was also some of the most uh, fun, especially if we were losing on the field. The bus ride yeah. home was more fun. I'm glad you mentioned the bus ride because here is probably a really good memory too. Is a couple of years ago, I had um, a group of kids, they were so musical. And so every. Every time when you get almost home, they would play John Denver's song, um, Country Home, Country, Country Roads, Take Me Home. And, you know, to this day, when I hear that song, it still brings tears to my eyes because I didn't catch on to what they were doing until um, 
like a few games and all of a sudden it's like get to the same point and all this all of a sudden this song goes on and everyone is singing at the top of their lungs country roads so that's such a nice fond memory too so yeah, lots of fun you know some of those songs just stick in your head i know you hear a song and you think of a specific moment so yep you do uh, that, that's, that's a great experience thanks for sharing that yeah, yeah. Well, Kathy, it's been a pleasure to have you on with us here on the uh, Treasure Valley PrepCast. And hopefully maybe we can check in with you uh, down the road as the season progresses and check in and see how things are going. I really like the fact that you're building these players up as not only athletes, but but also great members of the community, like you talked about with fundraisers and just being yes. fine young men as well. That That's really commendable. They really are. So, well, thank you. And thanks for, for reaching out and recognizing Weezer. Thank you. Of course, absolutely. Uh, good luck this season, and we'll be keeping a close eye on uh, on your All squad. Right. All right, thanks. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Kathy. Uh -huh. Okay, Logan, there you go. That was uh, Kathy Bakitis, uh, 22 years in one spot. That's it's almost kind of a rarity these days, right? Yeah, you, you got to be doing something right if, if you're there. And if you look at Weezer's statistics, sorry, don't mind my wandering eyes here, but you know <laughs> – we mentioned it earlier. They were the state runners up last year, runner up in 2019, 2018. We'll, we'll call it the blip year. If you like Avengers, we'll call it the blip where they did not make the playoffs. But the year before that, they were state champions. The year before that, they were the consolation champions. The year before that state champions in 2015, 2014, they were in third place. 2013, they were the runners up and 2012, they missed the playoffs, but you know, you, they won a trophy every year. They won some piece of hardware. They got to be running out of space over there. And I, I mentioned it on the last podcast or the last meeting we had that Weezer is just a great community in and of itself. We did a game there a couple years ago against Gooding, and I mentioned the field there. Uh, I think it's the west side of the field. They have this huge hill, and it was just covered in a sea of red and a great environment there at Weezer. Uh, they always turn out great athletic programs, the baseball team, you know, went on a run for a state championship. And then the football team always seems to, to turn out and have a great season as well. So we are definitely going to be in the mix. And like Kathy mentioned, McCall actually won the conference last year, made it to state, uh, but Weezer was the one left standing at the very end. And so McCall is always in the mix, both in the boys and the girls side, girls soccer there at McCall won the conference there as well. So it'll be interesting to see how it shapes out this year and the season that'll be more flat and even in terms of the schedule. Everybody pretty pretty much knows they're going to play on that day and don't, don't have to move things around. And I think that's will be one of the biggest differences this year. Football was pretty safe last year, I, I feel like. It it mostly got played. There was rare movings or movements of games, but soccer and volleyball, those were the two sports that took the biggest hit in terms of of the schedule changes. And so it'll be nice for those athletes to have a nice consistent uh, base to go off of. Yeah. There's, there's no more COVID-19 pandemic, right. But uh, a couple of factors that could affect the schedule. The first is the weather, uh, the smoke this time right. of year can be bad and hopefully the air quality stays at a level where we can get these games in. And then of course, Logan, the biggest story that's going on in the treasure Valley right now is this, um, disagreement in pay between right. the referees that officiate all of these high school sports and the schools that, that compensate these referees. And the last time I checked, the sides were still kind of far apart, and, but we're coming up on, you know, less, 
than a week in some a cases. Week and a half. Yeah, we, yeah, we gotta get games in. So I mean, I hope I hope I hope something can get settled because it would just be terrible after we saw so many games get wiped out last year because of the pandemic to have the same thing happen again at the start of the year. Right. Yeah. And it, it's been an interesting to follow that story from both sides, both from the official side and from the, the school side. And like you said, hopefully they can come to an agreement on that. Uh, we, ju- we just want to see games played and, and hopefully they can work it out or else um, maybe we'll be broadcasting while on the field. You know, maybe we have to step down and be the refs, Brandon, and oh, uh, <laughs> just tie a mic to you and do live play by play. And uh, you're going to get a quick explanation on penalties there. Sometimes, you know, well, 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 why did they make that call? Well, I can tell you why I made that call. But uh, it we really hope that 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 works itself out. And hopefully uh, the, these officials and the schools can come to an agreement. And, you know, the officials are great here in Idaho, the, the great set of ones we have. Uh, deserve respect and and deserve uh, respect from schools and from parents and and it's it's a tough job you know it's a it's not a job where you go out and everybody loves you uh, but it's one that you definitely notice when they're not there in a situation like this it's it's something that I don't think people go into a game thinking wow we really need those officials but now that there's a possibility of them not being there you think wow we really need those officials. Yep. And it's a a job they do uh, out of passion. It's not for the big bucks. Right. But at the same time, they are entitled to fair compensation. And so I think they got to meet somewhere in the middle. That's for sure. You know, if I, if I got to hop in and be a referee, like to run up and down the field, especially (laughs) like during a soccer match, you know, I'm going to have to get with coach Bikitas and start running running gassers. (laughs) What? It's funny. I read one article talking about uh, some of the disagreements they have and, and you know they they mentioned some great things, some the officials and in, in the work that they put into it. You know yeah. they have to train to be able to run up and down that field, especially like a basketball referee. They are they are all over the place, back and forth. They're running just as much as the players in basketball and uh, fo- football, maybe not as much, but still a lot of work goes into that. A lot of work goes into getting trained and ready to go. And and officials don't just show up at the field and and that's their three hours of work being an official for the week they're doing work all during the week to get ready for that and and then when they get to the game all they get is people yelling at them the whole time you know it's a so you know i don't i don't know what the word is an awardless profession right where yeah uh, you do all this hard work and nobody's happy with you (laughs) right it's it's a lot like broadcasting right we don't just show up and put the headsets on and right you know, there's so many people out there that think oh, I could do, I could do that job. I could, I could do that better. And and people say that with officiating too. And if you are one of those people, step up and do it because we also need more officials. Period. Also, so yeah, I, I, when I was younger, I was probably someone that was the ref. The officials did not like. Um, <laughs> I so when I was in in college at University of Idaho, I. It was a game, not a lot of fans there for a basketball game. And I was sitting in the student section, oh, you know, second or third row. And I'm telling you, there was, there was not a lot of people there. And uh, I, I thought the they called a charge or they, they called a blocking foul. And uh, I, I thought uh, he was outside of the circle, you know, that, that the defender was outside and that it should have been a charge. And uh, I, I said that. And uh, he, he talked back to me. And uh, I shut up right that moment, and I did not say another word the rest of the game. Um, and I have not since. I I was taught a lesson there, and uh, and it was a little <laughs> humiliating. So uh, 
don't don't do that. Don't uh, don't be that person that that screams at the officials. They're just doing their best out there to to make sure these games happen. That's right. That's right. We don't show we don't show up to uh, your job at the car dealership and hassle you while you're trying to do your job, right? Or or wherever you work. Yeah. Right. You know, right. Like, yeah. Exactly. All right. Well, it was nice to talk some soccer. You know, I'm really excited for that Weezer Sun Valley Community School matchup. Yeah, I think that's on September 11th, the Saturday afternoon, I think is when they'll meet up. Uh, but yeah, it should be a fantastic matchup between those two uh, rematch of the last two state championship games. You know, that says a lot that that district that Sun Valley is in is like humongous. There's like right. eight or nine teams in it. So there's not a lot of wiggle room in terms of non-conference matches. So it really says a lot that they that they chose to put Weezer on the schedule. So yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, soccer strong in Idaho produces a lot of great athletes all across all the levels you think about uh at the 4a level last year in, in at caldwell um damien arweo played for caldwell over 100 goals scored uh just phenomenal athletes um not only here in the 3a but 4a 5a as well all across the state so good luck to all the soccer teams out there that's right for a lot of those high school soccer will be the first athletic competition of 2021-22. Uh all right, next week we'll we'll start tackling the other fall sports, right? We got we got volleyball right. on the way, football just around the corner. Uh things are busy in the Treasure Valley for sure. Yes, and I know people are probably itching for the football and we will get there. Don't worry. I know a lot of the other ones have come out with football, but we still got a few weeks for that and uh, we'll we'll lead that right up to kickoff there. We'll we'll get you set up before the season kicks off here in the Treasure Valley talking about some of those big potential matchups. You look at Homedale, it's always strong. Look at McCall, who was great a couple years ago, moving up in into the 3A now. And you got Melba, who's always in the conversation. So we will we will get into that uh, in a couple weeks here. Well, I have a sneaking suspicion we'll talk about Melba next week when we're talking about volleyball programs. Definitely. They are always in the mix there as well. Yeah. They've got some players. That's for sure. Uh, yeah. And if, if you need uh, your football appetite to be satisfied, uh, you can go to our website, idahosports.com. We have uh, our statewide team previews where we give you a detailed profile of every single football team in the state. You know, we're at about 70% right now, still getting new uh, forms in every day from coaches around the state. So if you don't see your favorite team on the website, just keep checking back. Uh, as we're uploading tons and tons more every single day and schedules schedules as well. We've got all the soccer ones in all the football schedules are in and we're working on volleyball. So uh, keep checking back for your favorite schools uh, schedule at idahosports.com as well. Yeah, we've got everything. I think that's what sets idahosports.com apart is we don't favorite different sports. You know, we, we don't just cover football. We cover everything in terms of the schedules and scores. We've got it all on the website. So if you want to look at your team's matchups, they're going to be up that night. You know, we try to get them up as soon as possible so that you can see where your team lines up in the standings. We try not to leave people hanging. So always be sure to check back to the website for up to the up to the day standings. We try to get them in as soon as we can get them right. Some of those are hard to find, but yes, we get them as we get them. And the schedule changes sometimes, too. You know, like if there was a pandemic or something. True. Right. right. <laughs> that was something. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, that'll do it for this edition of the Treasure Valley Prep Cast. Friendly reminder, you can get this podcast a couple of different ways. You can get the audio only at our website, idahosports.com, uh, as long, uh, along with wherever you download your podcasts. Uh, I personally use Podcast Addict. That is for the Android devices. That's mine. But we also have it on Spotify, 
uh, Google, etc. So you can get the audio there. You can also check out the video of our prep casts each and every week on the IdahoSports.com YouTube channel, as well as our Facebook page. All right, Logan Green, thank you as always. We'll see you back here next week. I'm, I'm excited. You know, we are off and running. Yep, it's a great time of year. Everything's starting to ramp up. You can almost you can almost smell football in the air too. Yeah, it's definitely, uh, yeah, it's getting cooler at night. Autumn is just around the corner. So for Logan Green, I'm Brandon Bainey. Thanks for tuning in to the Treasure Valley PrepCast on IdahoSports.com.